From the Aleuts at Kizar to the glory days at the stick, from who's got it better than us to brick by brick, it's always the 49ers way from off season to game day. Yeah, we talk back. It's the 49ers cut back. Hey, everybody. Hey, guys. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. We definitely haven't been talking for the last 15 minutes and forgot to hit the go live button. No. No, we would never do that. Never, ever. We're professionals. Oh, yeah. silly, Billy. <laughs> Let's just say that we were we were all the way going full speed ahead. We, we were going into – we were talking about things and – yeah, you guys missed it. We Ooh. we totally pulled a Grant Cone. Our apologies. In my bad. Uh, we were actually <clears throat> not late, but yeah. I mean, we in in theory, in reality, we were late because you know we weren't live. Yeah. But but we thought we were live. Um, YouTube, you should probably we're, do something about the go live. If I schedule something, just have it start. <laughs> I don't I don't want to have to click another button. We already broke down a couple things for you. You just missed it. Yeah. yeah. But it's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. Welcome to the live stream. We're going to be talking about a lot of cool uh, football news. It's accurate. There's a lot of stuff going on in 49er land. Horst, are you excited to get this thing going? I'm very excited to get it going again. (laughs) I'm excited to get it going again. See, ignore ignore the highlighted red. We definitely, we're not there. We're, we're, We're right here at the beginning. Okay, we got some improved cap space news for the 49ers that we got to discuss first, don't we? Yeah, we do, because the 49ers got rewarded some extra money today for the salary cap, $11 million or so, dollars, because, uh, you know, guys didn't earn their incentives, thank goodness. Thank you, Richard Sherman. It is very nice. Likely to be earned. That's what it was. Likely to be earned. But not likely to be earned by Richard Sherman. Mm, not at all. So it, the likely to be earned mm. didn't earn it. So all the injuries benefited the 49ers with $11 million in salary cap space. Thanks, guys. I think the big thing, obvious thing here is that frees them up to be able to go re-sign Trent Williams, right? Yep. I mean, he's the number one free agent. He's the big deal. You need a blindside protector. There's not really anyone better in football. If you think there is, he's definitely top three. So now that they have the money to go get Trent Williams right now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, as I've already said, but I will now reiterate uh, with an actual <laughs> audience instead of just to you two, uh, this, this $11 million in cap space really just ensures that the three free agents that you really want to target, Williams, Juszczyk, and Jason Verrett, two of those three most likely now are guaranteed you're going to be bringing back into San Francisco. And there's really only a few other moves that you're going to now have to make in order to free up and up cap space to make sure you secure that third guy. That, um, yeah. Go One, go ahead. Sorry. Um, and and th- those moves could range in a variety of ways from, you know, restructuring a Lankin Tomlinson and, and resigning him potentially to cutting Mike McGlinchey or cutting D Ford. I mean, there's a lot of ways to go about getting that little bit extra money. Right. But now we don't have to do all of those things at once in order to have the money to get these guys back in. So, to everyone who got there this year, it's a, it's a really it's a really shame. To Richard Sherman, um, I guess he did do us one more solid on the way out the door. I appreciate it. 
And we do have about 24 million in salary cap space right now that the 49ers can use, you know, to re-sign these guys. I'm sure a lot of these deals that you're going to see, especially with Trent Williams with Jason Brett, is not they're all going to be backloaded. So that way their base salaries this year are a lot cheaper. That way they can end up keeping these guys moving forward. That's where you're going to see. There's just, I mean, next week in the NFL is going to be a massacre of cuts. Massacre. A massacre. So I know the 49ers are rumored to already be negotiating with Trent Williams now. I'm guessing they got some idea of what the salary cap is going to end up being. But that was the key, waiting to see what the salary cap is going to be. As soon as we know, we'll have a better idea exactly how much cap space. I think they're still going to make a couple other moves. The one thing they did do today, though, was they did sign Ross Dwelly and they signed Marcel Harris. Horse, what do you think about them bringing back Harris and uh, Dwelly? I think they're both really good signings on the cheap. They're both very good depth players. Um, if either guy is your starter at a position, I don't know if that's good enough. But if they're your backups, that's solid right there. Right. Especially Harris is a really good special teams player covering kicks, kickoffs and punts. <clears throat> and he's been decent in most of his spot starts. But um, he's a really a guy that brings energy he likes to hit. He's ready to go to work every time on special teams. Dwelly, for some reason at the start of this year, had some issues blocking, but um, is usually known as a solid blocker. Mm-hmm. Um, he picked it back up towards the end of the year, and he's got and he usually, I mean, he's got good hands. He's just not the most dynamic player out there athletically. But if he's your second tight end, that's okay. I'd rather him be third. But agreed there. I think I think we'd all rather him be third. Um, at the end of the day, though, uh, this was exactly the moves they kind of needed to make. You shored up some guys in, at some positions for special teams. Uh, you got yourself Dwelly, who is a tight end in the system that you trust, um, can get the job done when George Kittle's not in. He's not going to do it at the same level that Kittle does it, but he's going to go out there and basically be kind of like a possession tight end. He can go out there and get some short routes over the intermediate stuff, make some some catches over the middle move the chains, keep him moving forward a little bit, and he can block. He blocks mm-hmm. pretty well. He's not a terrible blocker, although he does have his moments where I'm wondering what in the heck happened and what the heck's going on and if he, you know, woke up today and was ready to go and just forgot a responsibility or something. But for the most part, Dwelly is reliable. Um, and, and while we don't know a lot of, like, the details on the contract, there's no way that these guys are breaking the bank. No, I mean, definitely not. I thought each one of these guys had a chance to – maybe be gone uh, just because they didn't want to, you know, offer them too much money. But I think that Dwelly is solid as a backup. I still think they might look at the, you know, tight end position as something to upgrade because, you know, just like they did with Jordan Reed, they possibly want to bring in a better pass catcher because in 2019, I thought Ross Dwelly had a great season. I thought last year he kind of came back to earth and didn't really have a huge season. So, I mean, overall, I wasn't like too excited about him, you know, in the future. But I do think he's solid. I mean, I'm not going to go out there like some guys and say he's their best tight end, blah, blah, blah. You know, all those guys. No one did that. No, yeah, Grant Cohn is Again? in love with Ross Dwelly. My word. So, but I, I don't think that it's a bad move. The Marcel <laughs> Harris one, it scares me if he has to play safety any amount of time. He's not very good in coverage. He is a good tackler. He's good on special teams. He's better playing in the box if they're going to use him in some sort of a role where he's going to play like a linebacker type, you know, role. I'm okay with that, but I'm not okay with him having to cover a deep third in the 49ers defense. He's going to struggle, which he does, and he is a backup safety in the NFL, period. But for a cheap price, especially in a salary cap stricken season, 
he's a good option. Now, one thing they did also to free up cap space, that's why we said $24 million and not 23 right. was they cut Mark Inzocha, the linebacker, <clears throat> to free up space. We had kind of said this was going to happen when we did our defensive free agents that were probably going to be gone from the 49ers. Horse, what do you think about them cutting Inzocha? Uh, I'm not shocked. He's he solid special teams player, but he was making like 1.5 or 1.6 million dollars this yeah. year with the tight salary cap restriction. No disrespect to Mark and Zocha, but what he does can be replaced by a undrafted or late round linebacker. Yeah, he's a, there's always a spot for guys like him in the league. Unfortunately, this is one of those years that's it's really going to hurt guys like him that is a veteran, so you have to pay him more, and teams are going to go with the undrafted rookies on those special team spots instead of, you know, every team has a guy or two that they pay just to cover kickoffs or yep. that type of thing, um, and those guys are going to get hurt this year money-wise because, I mean, you're not going to drop a starting 11 player to keep your special teams gunner. That's just how it is. Unless he's an absolute game breaker and game changer, which is just, I mean, how many of those do you see at the gunner position? There's just not that many, if, yeah. if any, in the league. Um, those guys are replaceable because you're looking for two things, speed and ability to tackle. Two very important things in the game of football that most players can do. Mm. So, um, you know, it's it was good to see that the Niners started to, are starting to pull the trigger on some guys. Inzocha was a guy that you had brought up a while yeah. back that said this was most likely going to happen, um, and now it's come to fruition yet again. It's almost like you got the, your finger on the pulse of this team pretty darn well over there. And I try to pay attention. I mean, you do a pretty good. You pretty, see low to the ground. I do. Just a little bit. Just, I don't know just, about how low. That's bending a long ways. <laughs> <laughs> it's accurate. It's yeah. Accurate. That's, a, that's a lot of bending. Yeah. It's all right, though. You're, you're flexible. <laughs> I'm not that flexible. Uh, I don't know, man. Too, <laughs> don't let this guy sugarcoat it. This guy's pretty flexible. Uh, up, ne- up next, though. A guy going in for another surgery. Yeah. Again. Mm-hmm. Not good. No, I this this really hurts the 49ers because um, Wesson Richburg really, as far as savings go, it would have been a lot better if he played because the the worth of the contract. With him going in for another hip surgery and there being no timetable for his return, this could signal the end of Wesson Richburg in San Francisco, which means he will probably get a post-June 1 designation as a cut. And then they will free up close to $8 million in cap space, which means the center position is a, a something that 49ers have to address either in free agency or the draft or both. And so the options are going to be fun there because, you know, there are options for the 49ers, easy options. I just worry that we're not going to get someone as talented or as good as Richburg. Unfortunately, Richburg getting hurt in 2019 wasn't good for the 49ers. No. But Horse, what about Richburg and then also the options that we have? You know, that could possibly fill in. I'm disappointed that Richburg is injured again because I know Anthony as well. We've been huge champions of Rich, what Richburg brings to the table. Yeah. A lot of fans are down on Richburg because he was hurt a lot on the Niners. When healthy, he is a top six to eight center in the league. He's a very good player. Unfortunately, he was rarely healthy in San Francisco after signing that big contract. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure this is time to say goodbye to him. There are a few good guys out there in free agency. Um, Lindley from the Packers, if you want to pay a little more, I think you might be able to grab Alex, Alex Mack 
who's in who might be ring chasing here in these last couple seasons. Um, I think you might be able to get him a little cheaper than Lindley. We actually went over this, but um, we did. There are some good options out there. There's a couple good players in the draft, like Josh Myers, like um, Creed Humphrey, guys like that to play the center position. So my guy Quinn Miners. So there are guys out there that <laughs> that they can fill the spot with. It's just unfortunate for Richburg because he's a good player. Absolutely, is unfortunate, and as you said, Ant, it's it, you much would ra- you would rather have Richburg on the field because this offensive line is better when he's on the field. Yeah, uh, but he has to be healthy, mm-hmm. and that is apparent that he isn't. The dude is not healthy. Yeah. Um. So with that being said, and him not being healthy, there is a good chance that he's gone and he's not coming back, and that's fine because I think Alex Mack is a great fit. Uh, for people who don't remember, if you didn't watch our episode on it, you can. Go watch that as well. We talked about Alex Mack and Lindsley, uh, the two free agent center options out there for the 49ers. Uh, but Alex Mack has played in the Shanahan system before. So coming in with what people aren't sure yet is going to be a full offseason training camp OTAs, the normal preseason work. A guy like Alex Mack that's not as big of a deal because he's played in the system, he's familiar with it, he's not going to struggle as much to adapt and pick it up. Um, but if, if you are... Cutting Richburg and moving on, I, I, there are some really, really solid options at center that you could get early or even late and take a ch- chance in a flyer and roll with someone like Brunskill if you'd like to. Um, there's a lot of different options and opportunities there for the Niners in the draft. If you guys had to pick, which way are we going? Are we bringing in a free agent center and letting Brunskill play guard and then drafting either a guard or center to try and fill that role and create some competition? Or... Are you guys comfortable with putting Brunskill at center, drafting a guard early, and then trying to roll with the line that way? I think I would go with Alex Mack. I think I would sign him first. Uh, reason being, there's no guarantees that you're going to get a center or guard in the draft that fit what you're trying to do. So I think you go with that. That's a safe bet. Even that way, if you do draft someone, you can always play them at guard or whatever, depending on you know who it is and what the situation <clears throat> is. It's not hard for a player to move from center to guard. It is harder for a guard to move to center than a center to move from guard. We've saw that over the years with Randy Cross, Jesse Sapolo. They were able to play center and guard and both be pro bowlers at both positions. So it is possible. Um, I think there are options for the 49ers in the draft, but you never want to have a specific like overwhelming need that you have to fill in the draft. You need some freedom and flexibility. Alex Mack, understanding the offense, is a better option at center, I believe, than a rookie in year one. Yeah, I'm... I mean, my dream scenario as far as the interior line goes is that we sign Alex Mack, Wyatt Davis somehow somehow falls to the 12th pick of the second round, Yeah, and Brunskill becomes a backup. But yeah. That would be my dream scenario. That would be nice. But um, if you're talking in more realism, it's that they grab Alex Mack and Brunskill switches to guard. Yeah, I think we need Brunskill at guard. I, I think he need, he needs to be a guard. I don't think he's that good of a center, in my opinion. No, he's a better guard. Yeah. That that is a this guy's OJ jokes. <laughs> <laughs> you enjoying the OJ jokes over the whole you really, you really like the OJ jokes. <laughs> um up next is one that I was I first saw this on a a lot of the 49ers forums on Facebook this week. Kind of took me by surprise that that it was making the rounds as quickly as it was and the what is the right way to put this? The visceral reaction from people, either positive or negative on this, was making me 
laugh hysterically. 49ers fans are nothing if not passionate about their Niners, sometimes to a fault. Mm -hmm. Uh, The rumor is is the Niners called up the Carolina Panthers, was like, hey, gentlemen, what's up? How's it doing? Uh, How you guys feeling about Teddy? What do we think about this? Do you think there's any legitimacy to any of this? Do you think the Niners did call? And if you guys do think they called, do they want to trade for Teddy Bridgewater? I think 100% they called, but I don't think it's to trade for Teddy Bridgewater. I think it's to gauge what they ex- what they actually think Teddy's worth because if they went out and told the 49ers, "Hey, we'll trade we'll trade him for a third round pick." You would know for sure Carolina gar- wants to draft a quarterback at number 8. What the 49ers are trying to do is gauge where Carolina is going to, you know, draft and if it's going to be 8, if they're going to take a quarterback, then the 49ers can gauge, "Oh, I need to move ahead of Carolina if if I need to get one of the quarterbacks that I like." So I think that is something that they're looking into. So a trade-up to get a quarterback is definitely in the realm of possibilities now. I think this was the first sign of that. But I think the 49ers also call about everyone. Yeah, I, that's exactly what I said to Alex this morning when we talked about it. Was that, And Chris Sims is the one that pointed this out, correct? I didn't um, hear it from Chris Sims, uh, so I don't know. You just use your big genius brain. I just use my knowledge. Uh, yeah. I got it from 10, Chris. 10,000 IQ over here. I got it from Chris Sims that – that if the 49ers <clears throat> called to check on Teddy Bridgewater, there's very little chance they want Teddy Bridgewater. Why would you want him instead of Garoppolo? That's yeah, silly. But um, and you're, and he's making pretty good money, so you're not saving much money either. Um, but Sim said that the reason you would make that call is to gauge the the level of support around Bridgewater in Carolina. Same thing you said to see if the Panthers were going to look to draft a quarterback at number eight. Yeah. No, 100% agree with you guys there. Um, I, I wasn't thinking about it that way until Horse brought it up this morning, and then I was like, you know what, that makes the most sense. 49ers front office is looking through all their options. They're trying to gauge who, what quarterbacks may even be there in the draft at right. that point because who's going to take one, and they're just trying to make sure that they – are as prepared as possible for all possible scenarios on draft day so they can move up and take the guy that they want to take if they're absolutely in love with somebody, which I think in the first three or four quarterbacks, there probably is a couple of them that they're in love with. If if they are considering trading up, that would probably mean they're not as high on Trey Lance, which is why they would be wanting to move up out of that spot and they don't want to have to potentially take him there at 12 if he falls to them at 12, which he very well could be there. A lot of the mock drafts we've done have had Trey Lance sitting right there at 12. Um, it, it's just one of those things where anything could, anything is possible. Anything could happen. The question is, what's the best move for the 49ers? And 49ers fans, all everyone feels differently. The, Br- the Bridgewater thing was driving some people up a wall in some of those posts. Some people were rejoicing because they want Jimmy out and they want a more, a more mobile quarterback. That's good and great and all, but uh, last time I checked... Teddy Bridgewater hasn't won a playoff game. I don't. I don't think Teddy Bridgewater is a improvement over Jimmy Garoppolo either. Um, so that wouldn't be something that I'd be interested in as far as a player. I don't think they actually have, you know, the thoughts of bringing him in um, <clears throat> because I think that if you know Carolina does draft someone, that they will probably get rid of Teddy Bridgewater, cut him, and then he would be on the open market. At that point, then the 49ers could pursue him if they wanted to have a bridge quarterback that was Teddy Bridgewater. But I don't think that's a case in trade. I don't think you're going to trade assets for Teddy Bridgewater. It doesn't make a lot of sense. And I think with them freeing up cap space, 
Um, now, I think that it's more likely Jimmy Garoppolo is there or, you know, they do something in the draft. And I think it is interesting that Mel Kuyper and Todd McShay both have the 49ers trading up, um, you know, to get quarterbacks. Of course, different quarterbacks. One has them taking Justin Fields, the other Mac Jones. Um, but I know that, uh, you know, people are disagreeing on whether Mac Jones actually fits the 49ers system. Lewis Riddick doesn't think that uh, Mac Jones makes sense for the 49ers, that Justin Fields makes more sense. So I guess it's kind of just whatever you think, whatever you, you know, whatever your heart is set on. The, you uh, no, know. and so I actually want to bring this up to you guys because as we all know, I'm, I'm fairly active with our social media accounts, especially our Facebook account and posting a lot of our content in a lot of these forums to try and get some feedback and engage with the community and reach out to people who aren't like all of you who are here right now watching live and mm -hmm. participating. We appreciate it. We love it. Keep commenting. All, all of the good stuff from Tommy, all the good stuff from the Kennys. Uh, it's good to see Mr. Swink in there as the well Kenny, as, yeah, as, as well as uh, Coach. Yeah, I mean, yeah. both Kennys are just posting quality content. The they chat. are. I really enjoy it. The chat's going um, crazy. But the recent video we just did, the Mel Kuyper video, where we discussed and broke down everything that was going on in that, a gentleman commented and said the following, that would be an awful move. We might as well give up more capital and trade for Watson, SMH. To which I responded, I agree. But that wasn't enough for this gentleman because he then went on to say, seriously, if we trade up and give up more of our freaking draft capital for a rookie quarterback, I'm going to be sick. We have given up way too many draft picks since Lynch and Shanny have come to the Bay, and I'm over it. When I asked him to clarify if that meant like something like Trevor Lawrence, he said yes as well. Guys, are we that would we be that sick? Do we feel like Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch have given up too many draft picks to go up for some guys? I mean, he might be talking about uh, giving up too many picks. The Reuben Foster one stands out as something you know, trading up. That's a bad one. Also, I think he's probably just talking about trading picks. You know, trading Trent Trent for Trent Williams. You know, you're giving away. I mean, in all reality, it's just a third because even if he left, we get a fifth back. Correct. So it's not really all that. But I think that sometimes people count too much into draft capital. Because these draft picks always don't pan out. For every Patrick Mahomes, there's a Solomon Thomas. You know, for every Ryan Leaf, you know, there's a Peyton Manning. Like it's just the way it goes. And you you put you put some into it, but you can't put everything into it. Draft picks are like lottery tickets. Sometimes they pan out, and sometimes they don't. And with the amount of players that come in, they usually don't. No, I agree. Yeah, I'm a little confused by that because, like you said, the Reuben Foster one. Although they actually made a decent pick there, that was more off the field issues than actual play. Correct. Yeah, but um, I mean, what they give up a, what they give up for Emmanuel Sanders? They gave up a third and a fourth. Yep. And that got him. That was a big reason they got to a Super Bowl, though. Yeah, like I think so. Adding Emmanuel Sanders, I, I'm not sure that I agree with that because to me, the guys that they've traded them for have worked out for at least the year they were on the team. Yeah. Right. And and that's the thing is, is you know, I think the thing that confused me about it, and the only reason I brought this up is because I wanted to show kind of differing perspectives because there are a lot of 49er fans see that Justin Fields thing and get really excited. And then there's some like this gentleman here who like gets viscerally, gets really upset about it. Yeah. He, he thinks it's a waste of a pick um, and waste of, of capital, draft capital anyway. And he'd rather trade that draft capital for a more proven commodity into Sean Watson. 
and I think we'd all agree with that if the Deshaun Watson trade was. There are advantages for taking Justin Fields over Deshaun Watson as far as you don't have to give up as much draft capital and these scenarios to go from 12 to 7 as you would have to get Deshaun Watson. Also, you would have Fields on a rookie contract mm-hmm. where you're able to you know build and win a Super Bowl like they did with Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson. That is kind of the in vogue thing to do now. The Rams were able to do it with Goff. But I think that's the thing that everyone's trying to do. And then as far as the, you know, the only difference is, though, is you're, once again, you're trying to get an unproven commodity where Deshaun Watson's a proven commodity, but the amount that you're going to have to give up for Watson as of right now is to the extreme. Correct. And and that was the thing. His his points were the Dante Pettis trade, the Reuben Foster trade, as you guys said, Emmanuel Sanders, Trent Williams, D Ford. And he said the worst thing that we did was trading away Buckner, which... A little iffy on because I mean, Kinlaw, Kinlaw had a phenomenal rookie season. Yes, sir. Wouldn't that if say Kinlaw's not good? I disagree. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that debunk his theory because we traded Buckner for draft capital? Correct. And, and, and this is and this is why I, I, I a lot of the post was kind of like uh, you know I, I was confused as to what it is and I wanted to talk with you guys through it. Because I think it's something that happens a lot with Niner fans is you get too hung up on the negatives. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people who are talking bad on Shanahan and Lynch are also forgetting that these are the same two guys who landed, who nailed Kittle, Warner, Greenlaw, Bosa, Ayuk, Debo. I yeah. mean, th- those six right there, all, all of those right now seem like home runs. Well, I think, too, you know, we look at Bill Walsh and we act like he always hit, Correct. and he really didn't. There were guys that he didn't hit on, you know, that – they thought were going to be big time players, and they just never were. Steve Walsh was his quarterback. Remember? Oh, he loved him. Yeah, he thought he was going to be. It was Rick Meyer. No, but I mean. Oh yeah, he days. thought Rick Meyer too yeah. was going to be a big time uh, Jake player. Jake Plummer. Jake Plummer could have been a big time. He was player. a good player, but Walsh. In, in, in the right scheme, I think Jake Plummer could have been a really um, great player. Who was the other guy? They drafted the linebacker out of UCLA in the late eighties in the first round. Yeah, I mean there were there were obvious picks that you know. You're you're just not going to hit a hundred percent. When you're doing NFL draft, you're thinking of more of it like baseball. You're Correct. trying to hit yeah. that you know a certain average, whether it's a three hundred average or whatever it is. You're just trying to hit at that. And got teams that take a swing for the fences strike out a lot of times. So you got to be careful. And you got to make decisions at the right time. That's why the draft is so interesting and so iffy at the same time. Absolutely, it definitely is. Um, next up, guys, T. Y. Hilton free agent is now being linked to San Francisco. I don't think any of us are surprised by this, but Horst, how are you feeling mm-hmm. about the T.Y. Hilton rumors? I was slightly surprised by it. Um, really? Mike Clay of ESPN is the one who reported this. Good old Espen. That he's expecting the Colts to replace T.Y. with Allen Robinson, and then he thinks T.Y. might do a little bit of ring chasing with the 49ers. Um, that's what he expects to. It was something he actually just predicted. He he didn't even like just oh that could happen. He actually expects and predicts this to happen. Um, he thinks that Ty would be a great fit for their locker room to go with Ayuk and Samuel as their leader, Emmanuel Sanders type guy. Um, he probably has a little more juice left in the tank than Emmanuel Sanders at yeah. this point, just because he's like four years younger. But um, I like it. If they can get him on a reasonable price, I like it. Good player. I, 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 I think the big thing for T.Y. Hilton, too, is that 
while a lot of people look at last year and look at the statistics and the numbers, I think a lot of that was Philip Rivers, personally. Um, Philip Rivers just struggles to find certain types of receivers unless they're the big, big, lengthy, speedy targets. And that's why he did so well with the rookie Pittman last year and not so much with T.Y. Hilton. He's just never been a guy who finds the, the short slot guy and gets him in a lot of touches and finds him in space. Uh, so T.Y. Hilton, I think, in San Francisco fits in a little bit better because if you're looking at what you would be bringing him in for and the role you'd be kind of bringing him in for, it would be uh, Trent Taylor's role on steroids. Kind of in that slot sort of role, possession kind of guy, get, get open in space, and someone that Jimmy or whoever the quarterback is can has has comfortable timing with and can rely on on big downs where you need a completion. And T.Y. Hilton knows how to get open in this mm-hmm. league. Um, he still has speed. It's not the same type of elite speed that he used to have three years ago, but he's not slow by any means. At the end of the season, once Philip Rivers kind of got dialed in with T.Y. Hilton, you saw the big plays and the big games that T.Y. could still have. Um, and you don't need him to be a guy who plays a bunch of snaps and a percentage of your snaps at the receiver position. You have two young guys who can eat up most of that role, and T.Y. can just be a guy who comes in and fills. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it'd be a great fit. Um, I think with the extra cap space now, too, it makes it a lot more likely and potential for the 49ers to do that. Uh, and I think this elevates the receiving core position, and it, it takes some pressure off of a guy like Jalen Hurd. Because Jalen Hurd now doesn't have to yeah. – he doesn't have to come in and try and – light up the moon in his first year of hopefully being completely healthy. I think that's something that's been kind of been in the back of my mind is that Jalen Hurd may come in this year as a rookie and well, not a rookie, but in his rookie campaign and try and do too much, like be trying to make too many plays and not just let himself be himself. Um, T.Y. Hilton is projected to make close to $11 million. So if he is going to fit with the 49ers, he is going to have to be a ring chaser and take less money. Because it wouldn't make sense, in my opinion, to get him when you could get someone in the draft that's a lot cheaper that is very similar to him. Yeah, I, mean, I definitely wouldn't pay that. I mean, now now you're asking the questions is why don't you just take Smith or Waddle in the draft and move on that way if you really need that piece. Um, I think that he is a good player and for the right price, just like anyone, you know, Emmanuel Sanders, all those guys, I would be willing to have them be the third option. Um, a lot of 49ers fans aren't going to be happy if T.Y. comes in and then that's the end of Kendrick Bourne. You know, I mean, a lot of people really love Bourne. I know you're not one of them. But the thing is, is this guy is a solid player, but I don't think the 49ers need him. I don't think we need to spend $11 million on him because I think that there are other ways the 49ers can use the offense. And I do think Jalen Hurd is going to feel that way. You're 100% right, and he should feel that way. He should. He hasn't done anything for two years. He, you know, last year, what should have been his year to kind of ease his... He can't ease in now. No. Because... He has to do something or he's going to get close to getting out of the league. You know, you have to prove that you can do something. This is going to be a make it or break it year. Um, so yeah, the TY thing, I think that this is, once again, the people just putting it out there, the 49ers are interested or that he's interested in going to the 49ers. I don't know if that's true. Plus, I won't be surprised if Allen Robertson doesn't get uh, tagged by the Bears. The yeah. way, the Speaking on herd, the way our guy Tommy Huxley put it earlier, the best avail the best ability is availability. That's true. So that is- I'm a big fan of Hurt as well. But yeah, you like you said, he's getting close to the time he's got to show something, or he's going to be out of the league. Yeah. trying to play in Canada or something to that effect. If he plays, he's going to have a huge impact on the Fortnite. I agree. I think I don't he's super gifted. Yeah, he's extremely talented, extremely gifted. The size, everything that he can do on the field. All the things that he could be, all the all the potential weapons he could be in Kyle Shanahan's offense. Oh, 
goosebumps. Yeah. Just makes gives you goosebumps. It does. Uh, up next, though, it is trade week, ladies and gentlemen. No. I don't know if you knew knew that or not. Did you know that, horse? Did you know? It no, it's be? what you're about to say. I'm answering. Oh, he's already before we even got into the topic. I said no. Oh my lord! But it's trade week. Get excited! Trade week. I wish I had a graphic we could throw up here. It's a trade week with the all this stuff, and maybe we like and then Grant Cohn's theme plays over top of it. That's beside the point, though. Trade week. The 49ers looking for a quarterback. The Jets looking for a quarterback as well. Maybe trying to move off a quarterback that they have. Sam Darnold, guys, Horst already said no. Can I say it again? You can say it. it. Yeah, go ahead. ahead. No. (laughs) Under under no circumstances, Sam Darnold. For a seventh and a contract restructuring. I think (laughs) I I think we'll we'll spell it out though. Is you know Chris Sims actually brought this up on his podcast. He did that. He said that this was the last hurdle that Jimmy Garoppolo and his team had to get past with Sam Darnold. Um, and if the Jets are falling in love with a quarterback, then they will want to turn around and trade Sam Darnold. This will probably happen on draft day. But Sam Darnold, a lot of people were like, well, could he be a backup? No, he would not be a backup to Jimmy Garoppolo because Jimmy Garoppolo makes $26 million. Sam Darnold makes roughly $9 million. That's not going to work. So he would be replacing Jimmy Garoppolo. I, I don't see it. I haven't seen it since he was in college. I haven't been a fan of him. I don't think that he's a top quarterback. I have been on the record saying he's one butt fumble short of being Mark Sanchez. Wait one second. Can we get an applause for Dan Snyder in the chat? Dan Snyder, owner of the Washington Name Redactants, is here in the chat letting us know that he is a better owner than the 49ers owner. He doesn't even know his name. He doesn't even like Jed. So for that right there, Dan Snyder. I have to hardly disagree with you. I, I'm starting to think that he might be fake, guys. Yeah. No way. No way. That's the real one. For that's sure. definitely the real yeah. one. You think so? Um, maybe, the, maybe it is. By the way, after Megan D says that you won't watch the Niners if they trade for Donald, I'm starting to lighten up on it a little bit. <laughs> we, and I think, I think too, we will know that this was the real Dan Snyder once in 2022 if they become the Washington redacteds or cutbacks you know what dan since since you're here i mean you're here already you might as well just why don't you just release the name of the new washington football team right here on the 49 tell us what he thinks about alex smith that too you know we we hear jed york sucks he said jed york sucks that's not very nice we we seem to we have a hardly suspicion that you're going to keep the name the name redacteds mr snyder so just you know yeah drop it off in here let us know you know are we right are we right you know that we're right. You're just going to keep that name. That's fine. You know, they're walking W's. Um, as for Darnold, though, yeah, I just, no, there's just not a lot there. Nah. I mean, that confidence is completely I mean, Dan Orlovsky went off on how, uh, you know, he's actually right on pace with all these great quarterbacks. I just don't see it. I'm, if you want me to really go in on it, I, everyone knows I'm a huge USC fan. Sam Darnold is the next Mark Sanchez out of USC. You can ask these two. I didn't like him when he was at USC. I thought he was highly overrated then. If you watch their Fiesta Bowl loss to Ohio State, he hit three Ohio State defensive backs in the hands on the way to the other end zone. The best three passes he threw all night was were two. And one of them was to their free safety who was just standing there not covering anyone. So, yeah. And then after the game, blamed it on the offensive line. So that was nice. So I'm not a big Sam Darnold guy. I don't, he's, he's a shorts and a t-shirt quarterback. 
Oh, dang. He looks great in a shorts and a t-shirt throwing a football. As soon as you put him in pads with bullet, live bullets coming at him, sucks. I mean, I, I agree with you. Dan Snyder, calm down, man. Gene Dan Snyder's two names and that he's broke so far I'm really, are I, unbelievable. I, 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 I like the, Wash, the Washington J cases was good and uh, the, the sexual harassers. I yeah. mean, I... Listen, I, I'm gonna be 100 percent honest with you, Mr. I, Snyder. I, I don't know how that's gonna work out. Fight on, Tommy. I uh, thought that I thought that fit on uh, fit more in New York with the the name. Possibly, <laughs> I mean, there's a there's a chance. There's a, there's a possibility. Uh, but yeah, no, Mr. I Mr. See Ghost. Yeah. Thank you, Megan. I appreciate it. He's a uh, he's. Is a, she watching the movie Ghost or no? <sighs> she's she's just looking at Sam Darnold play. Yeah, because oh. he's seeing Ghost Scoob. You yeah, know? I, I get oh, okay. Joke. Yeah, no, he's a Ghostbuster. He's fighting ghosts. He does does that a little bit better than he apparently does uh, the quarterback. quarterback he position. probably does a lot of things better than he quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. What is the deal with uh, USC quarterbacks in the NFL? First of all, Carson Palmer. So shut up. That's one. It's one. I think Matt Liner's living a fabulous life. I mean, I think he is too. I think I think he catapulted potential NFL stardom into being an absolute savant and a okay one of the sexiest men alive without having done anything in the NFL. Whoa. It's a good-looking dude. Not if there's anything wrong with what you do. No. Um, he's a good-looking so guy. Okay. The, the Florida and Ohio State guy is going to come at me about teams quarterback, about quarterbacks not working Listen, out. listen. You're going to bring Kirk Herbstreit at me? <laughs> or Danny Warfel? Good old, good old Tebow? Danny. I think I'd probably uh, rather have Sam Darnold than Trask. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know. I, I, feel I, like Trask, just, I feel like Trask has more upside right now. Just so we know, Mark Sanchez accomplished more Darnold's than Tebow. way more athletic than Trask. Way more athletic, but I'm talking about upside in terms of being able to play the quarterback position. There's, Trask can't read coverage. There's zero. At least Darnold sees mm-hmm. ghosts. Trask you know don't see anything. You know what, though? He, he saw seen, Oklahoma DBs <laughs> real good he did in the bowl see, game. He did see them real good in the bowl game. But to be, to be 100% honest, though, Kyle Trask is, I mean, he's a great coach. He's a great teacher, teacher of men. You saw his DB pick up that shoe and chuck that thing like forty yards in that game. You know what I'm. You know what I'm going to point out right now. It's incredible. I'm going to point this out to you right now, Alex. Oh boy, you have now agreed with Grant Cohn about Trask. No, I don't. Yeah, put that in your pipe and smoke it. You and Cohn are on the same page. Nope. Nope. Never with that clown. Yep. Never with that clown. (laughs) Never. Never going to do it. Never. Mm -mm. Nope. Nope. I take it back. Kyle Trask and uh, Burn the Park. I guess we're in the. Alex Asenia zone right now. They call it the bone zone. <laughs> so Kenny thinks that Darnold would be good under the right coaching. Yeah, I mean that that's the big question. I think you're once again, this is projecting. I think the scary part is um figuring out whether Sam Darnold will be a, still an elite quarterback. You know, I mean, how much of an improvement under good coaching is he going to be compared to Jimmy Garoppolo? Because that's what you're looking at is upgrading. Is if Sam Darnold's, you know, if you believe he can be better than Jimmy Garoppolo, then it's a solid move. But I don't know if I've seen enough from Sam Darnold to make me think there's any chance that he is better, you know, than Jimmy Garoppolo for the 2021 49ers. He's got. He might have more physical gifts. He's not. Well, it's not that he's good. not. I mean, there's a reason he went in the you know the top of the draft. Yeah, the Jets are silly. Well, he no, it's because he's a you know. Got physical gifts, and he, I mean, he looks like a, a beast. His size, speed, he's got no, great he looks arm like strength. Dwight Schrute. He does. Just a, just a yeah. smidge. I mean, a, a little bit. He's got I'm Jimmy Clausen face. Oh. <laughs> I think the older he gets, he's going to look like Mr. Incredible. There's a, there's a chance. 
If he hits the in shape, Mister Incredible, he could make it if he hit the weight room real hard. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's a possibility. Uh, Adam Gase made Tannehill look like garbage too. Adam Gase makes uh, pretty much everything he's around look like garbage. Yeah, Uh, but that's only because he's a flaming pile of dog doo doo. So I mean, when you're next to that, Um, second of all, you give a lot of quarterbacks Derrick Henry, and they look a lot better. I mean, very, very I, I think also. I think Tannehill found the right system. I a lot of times that does help, and Darnold could improve. But that's the thing: if Tannehill is the example, Darnold becomes Tannehill. Well, we'd rather have Darnold than Garoppolo. No, I don't. I mean, I don't think so either. No, Kenny I mean, the, the savings. Yes, Kenny Samara says he would. He wouldn't sign him to replace Jimmy, but competition makes guys better. And I do agree with you that if you were to bring him in, maybe as a backup to see if he could learn. But right now he just, especially in the salary cap strapped year, he just makes too much money to bring in as a backup. Yeah, it doesn't make if this were, if this if COVID wasn't a thing that had rocked the NFL and prevented fans and lowered helped and kept the salary cap down lower than it should have been. Yeah. then this might have been this might have been a move the Niners would have made because I don't th- I, it wouldn't have cost a whole lot and it would have put a fire under Jimmy without you having to commit to a quarterback if you weren't in love with one. But like you just said, with everything going on, there's just it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, they're not going to pay over $35 million to the quarterback position. Okay. Kenny, other Kenny, Kenny Seeger, says, what record of O'Chase is going to stand forever because he thinks it's going to be his criminal one, horse. And you're a big Juice fan. I, you know, I've been wanting to ask you one of these Kenny questions. I know. You're, you're a big fan of the Juice. Any, any of them? I mean, running for 2,000 yards in 14 games. That's pretty impressive. It'll never happen again. Never? Never, ever? And you don't think there's a running back in the league right now who could do it? That could do what? 2,000 yards in 14 games. No. Oh, right. Kenny, by the way, Kenny Samara, by the way, Darnold is on his rookie contract, but he's due to make over $9 million this year. I am not rookie contract. Because he was a first-round pick. And when you get to the last last few years of your rookie deal, you tend to get paid. Well, when you're in the top five, yes. Get get paid a good chunk. Well, when you're assistant to the regional manager. It's still better than back in the day, like when the 49ers had to give Alex Smith, you know, over $45 million on his first contract. He earned it, though. Yeah. (laughs) He eventually did. No, he didn't. <laughs> You're right. He but didn't. still, $9 million is no. super cheap for a quarterback in the NFL. It is. It's yeah, absolutely. if he became what he was supposed to become, that'd be a great deal. Huge, yeah. yeah absolutely. Well, Q&A, Q&A can now be live. Anything that you guys want asked, you want answered, right now would be the time to do it. Flood us in. Do you want to bring out more OJ jokes? I've been laughing at them. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, there's, 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 there's that You can't also. repeat most of them on air, but they're funny. A few of them. He had a Kenny, – Kenny was a – Kenny's been coming in early, y'all. He's been coming in yeah. a few days. We usually post the link to the live stream, usually on Wednesdays. Uh, Kenny comes in on Wednesdays and starts cracking OJ jokes then. So, uh, you know, every now and again, when we post our live stream stuff, usually on every Wednesday is when the link goes live. Just hop in and uh, just rummage through some of uh, Kenny's funny OJ stuff. It's, mm. a, it's, a, it's a good time. Absolutely a good time. It really is. Uh, what do you guys think on, in terms of, what move do you think is the most likely in terms of free, well, not with free agents, but with contract restructuring in order to free up a little bit more cap space? Do you think, uh, other than the Richburg thing, do you think D Ford getting cut or traded is more likely, or do you think something like re-signing some guys that are currently under contract and restructuring their deal like a Lincoln Tomlinson, do you think that would be a bigger a bigger deal? Do you think that would happen? Yeah. I think Lincoln Tomlinson is the most, you know, probably the the one that's going to happen the easiest. I think they're going to 
um, sign him to an extension and lower his cap number this year, and then that'll that'll be the first move. I is, I'm good. Is the Lakin thing included in the twenty three twenty four million now, or they haven't finished that yet? Right, no, they haven't finished the extension to him. So yet. there, that's another that that's another okay. that'd be extra savings. Also, the eight million if they designate Richburg for cut, that's not in the savings. They could free up, you know. Upwards of you know close to thirty eight thirty nine million dollars by doing this, so I think they're going to do that. I am on the I'm starting to really think D Ford's not getting cut. You know I just oh. think that they can't save enough money and also the problems with the you know the the injury and all that stuff. So I just think it's going to be a real problem. Possible. Um, so Tommy Huxley wants to know how much cap space do we have, including the Sherman incentive boost. That is somewhere between twenty three and twenty four million. It's twenty four million because they cut in Zocha. So. Okay, so we are sitting before. Oh my! Oh, interesting. Well, our stream settings just went to poor here really quick. We'll have to check to see what happened. Okay, guys, there. our stream is having some issues. A couple technical difficulties, I but I don't think it's... Thing. I don't know if they can see it. Yeah, they can. Everything's yeah, everything's fine. Do. It's still running. It's just not running as smoothly as we would like it to run. Uh, but that's okay. Let's let's just okay. keep going. Um, Megan wants to know, do you think the Niners should go after Kyle Van Noy since it's rumored Miami is going to let him go? Um, We're going to answer that. Yeah, we are. We're gonna have a video coming out on Kyle Van Noy uh, coming up this week. Um, probably, I know they haven't cut him yet, but I actually have connections to family members of Kyle Van Noy, so we are going to be talking about that shortly. Um, Just have to stay tuned. Yeah. Um, Kenny thinks it might still be worth it having a legit backup. I do agree that it wouldn't be a great. Uh, it wouldn't be a bad idea. To um go out and get a veteran backup a guy, but I don't know about Darnold um trading value for him when you can get. I know you're not the biggest fan of it, but an Alex Smith or don't like it. Um, Tyrod Tyra Taylor will probably okay be available. A I, guy like that. I I think Tyrod Taylor is probably the one that's the most intriguing mm -hmm. because he's had success. He's had success in other places. I know he's not a he's not a killer. He's not going to go out there and, and dominate and take over a game. But what he does bring to the table is stability, mm. fairly sound decision-making, and he's not someone who typically costs you games. He's not going to go make the big mistake. Um, and that's sometimes the thing that's been the knock on Jimmy is that he has one or two really bad throws a game. Um, and Tyrod Taylor, while he hasn't – I don't think he has really bad throws. He just doesn't make some great decisions sometimes. He's been solid enough that he might be a, a comfortable backup – but I do think the best option is to go get a young quarterback this year and just try and develop him and see if he got anything in it. Yeah, I think there's options for the 49ers in the draft. You know, I think they're going to have options, even if it's not the first round. They're going to have options as they go through the rounds. I think there's some later guys that we actually like that could that would make sense for the 49ers, especially as developmental pieces. Yeah, someone in the stream brought up Kellen Mond. There's him, there's Shane Bichelle, there's... Um... Who's the guy you like? Uh, Ellinger oh, as well. Yeah, Sam Ellinger. Ellinger. Yeah, Ellinger. Ellinger from Texas. I mean, there's um, the word on Von Miller today, Niner Joe, is that he will not be charged. Yeah, he's not. That he's he's out of the woods as far as charges go. So now we'll see if the Broncos release him just because of his salary. Yep. If they do, that's good news because that means that you're able to go sign him and he's not going to get suspended. 
Yeah, the the Broncos are are discussed. They've had in very internal talks about this about releasing Von Miller. This could happen as early as next week. So stay tuned for that. If he gets cut, the 49ers are right in the mix. Yeah, and we told you so. And Kenny, <laughs> I would Kenny, I would say give us another week or two to name our top five free agent Ed rushers because in the next week or two, people are gonna, gonna more, a lot, lot more people are gonna get released. Yeah. That that list right now looks a certain way, and in about a week or so, it's going to be completely different. But, I mean, just off the top, right, there's Melvin Ingram. Yes. Uh, there's also, uh, what's his name from Arizona? Uh, Marcus Golden. No. Hassan Reddick. Hassan Reddick, which we did a video about. I think those guys are two of the tops. I know Yannick Ngagwe, somebody the 49ers will have interest in. It's all about money, though, because that's going to be a lot of money. So I think they're going to have to wait and know what you know what's going on with uh, D Ford first. I think that's the big thing. I think once you kind of know where D Ford stands health wise and what what risks the Niners are willing to make for a guy like D Ford, I think that's kind of when you know what what's up and what's next for the Niners at the edge rush position anyway. Yeah. Because otherwise, I think they're going to go with someone in the draft more likely than not. So Kenny Seeger wants to know how we know each other, and thank yeah. you for saying you love the podcast. And where are we from? Um, we Alex and I. Played high school football together. We did correct. Um, at we the were probably at the, the two best players. Coaching there. I was. He coaching. was the freshman coach when we yeah. were on varsity. Correct. Um, then I got to know this guy better through a different teammate, and we all three wound up coaching football together for many years. Yeah. Matter of fact, it was only from your senior year of high school, which was my junior year when we played varsity together. It was only about. It was only about a year, I think, because the next year, my senior year. I think we all was he did he coach Thunder with us that year? Uh Horst? Yeah. Yeah. Hor- so all of Horse came on Horse came on in yeah, two thousand eight. Yeah, which is the first year that I had coached with you as well. You coached in two thousand seven. I you did coach in two thousand seven. Yeah. I did. I coached Junior Tigers yeah. before we flipped over and became so, um So yeah. In other words, I turned down several Division One college scholarships <laughs> to go coach with this yeah. guy. If you can tell by my giant height. Um your long arms. Yeah. Yeah, and when I put shoulder pads on, I still have long arms. So there's incredible, that. incredible beard games from both of you. That's true. That's, it's nice. Um, we and we are from Northern California. We actually live um in a town called Lodi. It's between Stockton and Sacramento. Correct. Sacramento is the capital. Stockton is the capital of murder. So you got, <laughs> you got that going. Two hundred nine. So um, but we live Stockton. We live in a nice area from that, but we're very close to the 49ers and very tied in. And that's why every once in a while we get a, a nice uh, person that we know that gives us some inside information because we're kind of tied into the area. Just a little bit. Yeah. So yeah, our thoughts on <laughs> Rob Swenson. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> hey, I was going to say that one time me and Ant were driving and we saw Alex outside holding a sign up, we'll work for food. And that's how we ended up on the podcast. That's how I ended but, up here. That's, yeah. you know, they were like, oh, we haven't heard from you in years. Why don't yeah. you come but, to um, us? Megan wants to know what our thoughts are on JJ Landing in Arizona and um, how do we think the Niners will do against him? I think he's a solid player. I don't think he's the JJ Watt of before. I think $15 million a year is way too much. And I don't think he'll affect the NFC West very much. Uh, Niners fans are freaking out about this. Some people are like, the NFC West is changing. It's changing forever. <laughs> Murderers go free. I don't know. You haven't been to Stockton. Um, <laughs> That's not true. Aaron Hernandez went to prison. That's yeah. also true. Um, but JJ Watt, $15 million a year. 
they essentially took the whatever cap space they had left and were just they're going all in. They somehow mm-hmm. think this is the solution to to their team and that, that that I guess he's the last piece of the puzzle. And the last time I checked, Kyler Murray, you know, can't block for himself. So I I don't know what they're gonna do. You have your running back also going on the free agent market. Uh, I, 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 unless he is absolutely in love with Chase Edmonds or someone in this draft. I just don't understand how this move is going to put them over the top. Yeah, I don't I don't think so. I, I think it, what it does, though, is it puts an automatic target on the fact that Arizona needs to get a corner in this draft because they can no longer sign Patrick Peterson Correct. to an extension. They don't have the money. So I think that this was an all-in move from them, and I don't think they were one guy away. I don't think that J.J. Watt's that guy. I'm not going to worry about a 3-4 defensive end. Um, I think that they'll line him up over McGlinchey, and I think McGlinchey will play admirably against him because the 49ers will be able to run the ball. They still can't cover the circle route that um, Wilson runs, so that's a touchdown coming up. Um, (laughs) Isaiah Simmons struggled with Raheem Mostert out of the backfield. Those are mismatches for the 49ers, so this isn't enough. Uh, actually, Tommy Huxley, it's not Kingsbury. It's or King's, Horseberry. It's Horseberry. Horseberry. If you if you missed Horseberry, go back to our Week One preview show and uh, have a good time. <laughs> and I'm better looking than Kingsbury, just so everyone knows. Oh yeah, absolutely. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'll give it to him. I'll give him the edge there. <laughs> Look like Kingsbury ate a smorgasbord. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Uh, oh, no. Uh, as for them, played him twice a year too. I mean, yeah, it is what it is. Uh, Arizona, you know. For Arizona fans, they're really excited. I'm I'm happy for you. Yeah, I can it, make it a lot of turn down when for it doesn't lot jokes. When it, you can make a lot of turn down for a lot of jokes. When it doesn't work out, though, we told you so. This is this feels like the typical bad move from a not well ran organization. Yeah. I mean, Emmett Smith move. That's what it sounds. That's what it feels like. Well, Edgerin James move. And this yes. is what the Arizona does. I mean, JJ Watt. JJ Watt's a good player. But I mean, and a, is, and, a good, is, and a good guy. But I would be more worried about Hassan Reddick coming off the edge than I would be JJ Watt, absolutely, because of the speed. But you know, Horseberry. Why does it want to hide Horseberry? I don't, I would want to hide Horseberry. I mean, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, you know I'm just really glad. I'm just glad Horseberry didn't feel like uh, you know giving us all a nice little show. And <laughs> oh yeah, no. He was getting hot out there in that Arizona desert. I, I was expecting a, a shirt off from the Horseberry. I'm kind of glad to. You kept it under wraps and kept it PG for the podcast. Because you wouldn't have been able to keep yourself calm. Sure, let's, let's go with that. The I mean, chair would be soaked. There's that. Tommy says Aaron Donald greater than J.J. Watt. I mean, I don't even think 100%. that's... 100%. That's, right now, especially 100%. There's no debate. Aaron Donald terrifies me. He fights knives to practice. <laughs> but Aaron Donald fears Debo Samuel. Well, he doesn't even know who Debo <laughs> is, apparently. I... Hey, you're going to learn today. Yeah, well, Debo, Debo whopped them silly all up and down that field, just smacked him around, and then and they asked Aaron Donald about the game, and he was just kind of like, I don't remember what happened. I think the I think the real thing is is he should be afraid of Daniel Brunskill. And man, Daniel Brunskill is a savage. He is the he Aaron Donald kryptonite. Yeah, he really is, dude. And Tommy's right. The Cowboy over J.J. Watt, I'm in on that. First of all, <laughs> he doesn't have a sweet Budweiser tattoo so like the Cowboy. So. Yeah. The Cowboy was by far my favorite 49er from those teams. It's not even close. The Cowboy is Justin Smith, Alex. I'm, I'm aware of who the Cowboy is. Th- thanks for breaking that down. Good old JT. Yeah. This guy over yeah. here. Listen, I'm not that young, okay? No, I just meant because you don't like linemen. Well, we figured because wow. you guys went to school together. so. I mean, that. well, that is true. That is accurate. 
Um, I forgot we Kenny Seager Edge is definitely going to beat Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. You think so? Oh. I don't know. Guys, I, I, I don't know. I'm not sold. He's the head of the table. He is the head of the table. I, I think they've built it for it, but I don't know. I don't, I don't, I'm not sold. I'm not sold on him being the next WWE champion. I, I give him an edge in the matchup. And that was the podcast, everybody. <laughs> Thank you for coming out. We're going to come out this guy over here. The punny. We're, we're, having, we're doing puns now. That's what we're doing? Yeah. That's, First that's of all, if we, we a, with our time if we did a whole podcast of puns, we would... Go double in subscribers. You think so? If we did my chat, puns. what do you, what do you think? If we did a whole pun episode, no. would you guys have By a lot me. of pun? Huh? Would you see, have so much pun? See, your puns suck. Ooh, the twelfth pick. If we draft at twelve, I think we don't draft at twelve. That's no, but answer. he's saying if we do, if we do, if we do. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> well, thanks, Mister Rigger. You're so nice. <laughs> uh, as for the pick at twelve. If the Niners are, are taking there at twelve, I would feel I feel it would be O line. I feel you think like it's gonna be Slater. I think it would be Slater or something somewhere along those lines, especially with all the Richburg stuff that's going on right now. I think it would be somewhere along the lines of Slater. If Slater wasn't available, then I definitely think they're gonna go corner. I think by free agency they're already gonna know what they need. So when they have Trent Williams back and they already have Alex Mack at center, I don't think they're going to go offensive line in the first round. I think they're going to do what the 49ers do, and I think they're going to go edge rusher if they're picking at 12 because that's what they do. Uh, yeah, I agree. Is there, is there anyone I can block that comment? And <laughs> by the way, <laughs> I want to block By the way, one. all these people want to see my puns. <laughs> they want to see his puns. I mean, hey, if you want to see more of his puns and you want a full pun episode, then you need to hit that subscribe button right now because oh. if we get. If we pick up 20 subscribers from this live stream, then we'll do a pun, a episode. pun episode. I don't want to do a whole episode, but maybe like we'll a, do a we'll do a special a, a special okay. pun report where I give you like my five best puns. Yeah, I hope Pitts is there at 12, and we take him. If Pitts is there at 12, he's the take. He's the pick. If it, if the Niners aren't trading back, is he? You think he will? Do you think? I don't think there's any chance Kyle Pitts. They ends have Ross Dwelly. Yeah, but Kyle Pitts is like way better than Ross Dwelly. Yeah, he may, maybe not. Who had more catches aspect. in the pros last year? God, this is going out of college, man. Come oh. on. Come on, man. Who went to Florida? Florida guys don't do good. Hey, that's tight ends. That's do. not true. Tight ends do great. That's true. Hernandez was a stud. He oh. was good. He was good. <clears throat> and then he had some bad cotton candy gum. <laughs> that's, that's what it was. It huh? was. It was faulty. <laughs> <laughs> Messed him up. For life. If you get Wait. 40, I'll get J- Nope. No. No, we're good. Thank you, though. That was very sweet of you, but no. No, thank you. Pitts is like a receiver. He's not really a tight end. Yeah. I mean, I agree, Tommy. I, I think he's the new hybrid type of uh, you know guy. But, I mean, he's he's going to play at 250, 255 pounds. That's True. definitely tight in size. So, you're right. He doesn't block very well, Tommy. But he does have a lot of effort. Blocking can be taught. That is something that they can do. George Kittle could be a great instrument in that. So <laughs> Matt yeah. says Aaron Hernandez was killer. It's, it's ac- it was. It's accurate in more than, yeah. more than one way. See, Matt with the pun. Yeah. I don't know if that was a pun necessarily, but it was definitely a play on words. It, it, it's probably accurate. It, I mean, it's, it's definitely accurate. not not it's definitely not accurate. It's yeah. it's very very accurate in more yeah. ways than some people will will know. It's, 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 it's I think it's, everyone knows. To think yeah. that Florida team, dude, that Florida team was all over the map. You had 
Riley yeah, Cooper. Riley Cooper racist. throwing out racial slurs in the NFL. You had the Pouncy Twins running guns. And then sweet, and then beating up people on the field. Accurate. Well, the pan, the Pouncy thing has never been proven. Oh, come you're, on. You're throwing out um, my, hey, QAnon. Chill out. My bad over here. My apologies. And then on top of that, you had you had obvi- <laughs> the obvious Aaron Hernandez stuff. And then you had the Saint of Saints and Tim Tebow on that roster. Yeah. It's no wonder. Look forward to it. It's no wonder that Urban Meyer's heart almost gave up. It's yeah, no I wonder. think so. Urban Meyer is going to bring in Lawrence Phillips to the Jaguars. That's the kind of guy he brings in. Lawrence Phillips is dead. Uh, he has a shovel. Once again, Horst does not know when someone's dead. I actually knew he was dead. Yeah. Oh, so, so you, were, you were blatantly disrespectful to the man. I will one-up you. I will one-up you <laughs> in that the guy he murdered was our former USC receiver R.J. Soward's cousin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the night the 1994 Super Bowl. It's the only it's the only Super Bowl that I um, somewhat remember. Yeah, it's it's it was a very fun one, especially for me. I mean, that was exciting. Uh, it was one of the one of my favorite teams as far as oh, the 49ers yeah. go. I was swagging. Yeah, it was. I mean, that was just a beat down, and I mean, just the swag that they had: Ricky Waters, you know, William Floyd, Deion Sanders. Like there was just something different about them, and. Um, I think that's one of the special teams. I think, I think we'll always remember that. I'm not sure it's the greatest 49er team of all time, it's but up it, there. it's 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 one of the best ones ever. It's up there. It's uh, it's for me. It's what cemented that that <laughs> night. Who's that, Jerry? Jerry Gallo's dead. He is. No, no, Jerry Callo with the C C A L O. Tommy, it's okay. I'm we, Jerry we Callo. It, it's okay. Uh, but that that '94 <laughs> team. Yeah, it, it, he went my cousin Vinny. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I got you. Just a little late on that. That's all right. Uh, that 94 team, though, for me, is that's, that's cemented my love for Steve Young. And yeah. why, it, for me, it's why he's my favorite Niner quarterback of all time. <gasps> but that's only because I didn't get to appreciate Montana. That's blasphemy. I didn't get to appreciate him. It's just, I thought you were going to go with John Brody or something. No. Not, I love John Brody, though. John, John Brody film was fun to watch. Really? Did you used to yeah. enjoy watching him? He used, oh, to, yeah. he used to go to the Kiza and get peanuts and mm-hmm. watch him play. Yeah, Definitely. <laughs> Possibly. I think my dad's old enough. He, he probably went and watched John Brody play a couple times. He's yeah. kind of an old man. You and George Seifert out there at Keysar yeah. watching YA Tittle and John Brody. Alley-oop. Good old alley-oop, good old, good old yeah. alley-oop stuff. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you know, Jason, I'm sure he's like 75. Um, accurate? Possibly. There's a, there's a chance. Uh, I, I think question-wise, it looks like we're out of questions, which is, which is fine. This is a lot of fun today. Oh, my God, guys. Guys, we totally forgot again. Josh, Ooh, Josh Rosen. Rosen. Oh, oh my lord! How do we keep doing this? I don't know. Sorry, Josh Rosen. We 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 keep forgetting about Josh Rosen. No, we we have we have some time though. Yeah, right? like, we we could we could definitely talk about. Okay, so the Niners, they 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 signed him to a futures deal. And sorry, Josh Rosen, we're out of time. We'll get you on the next one. But we just said we had time. Well, we definitely don't have time for Josh Rosen. Well, we'll get him on the next one. No problem. Guys, we said that the last few times. <laughs> oh, okay, so. All right. Well, uh, all right, guys. You know what time it is. Let's chalk another one up. I'm so sorry, Josh. <laughs>